And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Donna Dort Donna Dort Donna Dort This is Lee Dort and I'm Donna Dunk This is Lee Dort and I'm Donna Dort I'm Josh Giddy and I'm down to dunk Hey, this is Kenny Hustle and I'm down to dunk I'm Darius Baisley and I'm down to dunk I'm Mike Muscala and I'm down to dunk this is Poku, and I'm down to them. I love cereal. Captain Crunch. Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Cracklin' Oat Brand. Oh, I can have these? I'm going to share with my team, but I'm a hog most of Welcome to Down to Dunk. I'm your host, Andrew Schlecht. We're part of the Athletic Podcast Network. With me, as always, on Mondays is my good friend, Michele Barra. Michele, what's up? Good friend? My good Are you friend. 100% sure? You can, uh, we can agree or disagree and still be good friends, yes. No. <laughs> this is where our friendship will end for good. This is it. <laughs> so, uh, it's over, guys. It's all over. There's no more wondering. There's no more angst about losing it's all over and the thunder uh are in the fourth spot which is for weeks where we thought they would be <clears throat> and it felt like they could maybe fall to five it felt like maybe they could be up as far as three or two and then all of the hand wringing gets us to the fourth spot so this is where we're at we have to make peace with it somehow do we wish it was better? Yes. Are we glad it isn't worse? Yes. Um, this is just where we're at today. We can uh, take a little... Oh, man. I don't know why Chrome is doing this. Um, I want to take a little spin <clears throat> on the Tankathon wheel. I guess it's not even a wheel. What What would it be? It's not a wheel. It's just like a lottery system within yeah. a uh, website. I wish it was a wheel. I like wheels. Um, okay, we're going to take a spin. And this will be it. This will be it, everybody. This is where it's going to be. And you can uh, refer back to this podcast when it's time to uh, time to go. So here we go. I'm spinning our... Oh, my gosh. Kelly, we got the first pick on my very first spin. Yeah, my very first spin of today was the seventh. So I think that that is... So this is exactly what we deserved. Here's the order. The Thunder get pick one, Indiana two, Sacramento three, Washington jumps up six spots to get the fourth pick. Houston falls four spots to five, Orlando falls four spots to six, Detroit falls four spots to seven, Portland falls two spots to eight, and the Pelicans get the ninth pick. Um, that's a, uh, that is a dream scenario if I've ever seen one right there. Why do you have to, to use those words? You it's, know that they never work. 
Never. <laughs> they don't. They definitely don't work. Actually, they did work. We got the scenario we wanted. So what would happen in what... So if anybody doesn't, didn't listen to our podcast, back in the last year of Paul George and Russell Westbrook, we, we had fabricated this dream scenario of playing the Blazers in round one because Yusuf Nurkic was out. We felt like that was the team the Thunder could most easily beat. We got it. So here's what it would be, McKelly. We get the dream scenario, and then the Thunder draft the wrong guy. <laughs> they draft Shaden Sharp with the number one pick. That's what the dream. That's what the dream scenario is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You may be. You may be right. <clears throat> hey, if that happens, we are going to be so excited. For I'll be so pumped. I'll be so pumped. And the days. and the fact that you get like the double win of like the Rockets falling far. Um, you know, that's great. It's just an added like little boost for uh for our for our thunder souls, you know. Yeah. Be great. So, anyways, that's fantasy land. Snap back into reality, everybody, where the Thunder have the fourth slot. The uh the last three years, the the team that had the fourth slot got the sixth pick. So that's uh that's a harsh look at reality and where the Thunder could be. You know, you can rationalize it however you want. Oh, I really like AJ Griffin. Or Shaden Sharp could be the best player in the draft because we don't know anything about him. Or, you know what? Benedict Matherin might be the guy. Or, man, Keegan Murray's ready, and he really seems like a Thunder guy. You can you can rationalize it all you want. But the truth is, staying at five, falling to five or even staying at four or being at six, that kind of sucks. <laughs> that kind of sucks after losing... The get and really getting in on the tank, like they did, like we have to realize that the Thunder have never tanked like they did in the last two weeks mm. of the season. It has never happened like this, and people want to talk about the Thunder tanking and how long they've done it. Boy, they and you know what? I I give them all the credit in the world for actually doing it because they needed to to lose all these games. Because they had teams. I mean, the, those two games in L.A., I'm not going to lie, if you look at the injury reports, you get a little scared as yeah. to who's playing. And if they played all their healthy guys, they could have won one of those, and then you're trying to go for a coin flip. They could have won both of those. Like, that Lakers team yeah. was bad. The Clippers were, yes. were good. Like, they played enough good guys, but still. No, they, they played they played well. Something they, they, something they, funky could always happen if you play your your yeah. decent guys, and if you win both of those, you're you're five, like you're just five, yeah. And that's that that would be disastrous. So good on the Thunder for doing the right thing. Congratulations, your reward is sitting alone at fourth and not having to split the odds with anybody. Yeah, I mean, to me, it's. Um... You know, I I think that what they had to do um, was tougher than all the others that were that are currently below them mm-hmm. in the reverse standing. That is true to me. And also, is it really worse than last year? The tanking, I mean. I mean, McKelly. I don't think McKelly. They they brought up three guys from the G League. They yeah, played but only six. They played only yeah. six guys. Yes, I know. For how many games? 
Was it five games, four games? Exactly, exactly. And my point is, until Shea was out, which was, I think, game 72, 70-something, they had reasonably good games and players you get excited for, Mm -hmm. for 72 games. Last year, after All-Star game, it was terrible. It was, but Just, but they did play the young guys they had. Those were bad young guys. I know, but they still played them, and that's what Houston's doing. People are like, people tried to do like this thing where like, well, my team is tanking in a way that is way better than your team is tanking. No, no, and no, like, no, I'm not. I'm I'm not no, I'm not way, saying you're doing I, it, I, but I'm saying that I've seen it on Twitter, and it is one of the most annoying things in the world to me. Yeah, I mean, where they try to like justify like, oh, ours is better, or I can't believe that this team tanked like this, and is this team, and it's just like, guys, like, stop! Like, every team is doing the same thing. Every team is doing the same thing. Some teams, though, same. Some teams, not the same. I think they're all, but they're all trying to lose games. That's what they're all. They're they're all trying to lose games and have to do it in their own way. Yeah, but my point is. I never, I, I rarely saw OKC's core player just giving up on a game. It happened. It happened yeah. because, I mean, the Memphis game happened. Uh, game it happened, happened other times, like the two games against Minnesota were bad games mm-hmm. uh, with no, not like top effort. I mean, well, the, they, the lost 50, the, they lost 58 games. I know. I know. But how many of those you felt like, hey, I watched a good game. I watched a team that is not playing the best guys. Yeah. Um, they are not uh, playing Muscala. They are not playing Kenrich. They are limiting Shea um, and stuff like that. But they are trying to do something with the rest of the guys. It's It was tanking with, with development purposes, let's put it this way. And they had to do what they have, well, what they did at the, at the end of the season because they they were ahead of the curve initially with young guys. Yeah. Not with like superstar, like it's not like Portland that won a little bit of games early. Um, I mean, to me, again, it's uh, it's better than last season because I got to see Trey Mann and I was so excited sure. by, uh, by, by his play. Yeah. Uh, I got to see plenty of Pokushevsky, I got mm-hmm. to see um, Giddy being awesome mm-hmm. for 50 something games. I I wouldn't Shay turn into a supernova for 15 games. Mm-hmm. That is something that, to me, like, I would be willing to trade one spot in the draft, not in the draft, in the in the reverse standing, for, mm-hmm. for just to witness this, yeah. to be sure that the development is going somewhere compared to, hey, we've done nothing. We wasted a year. We didn't build anything. But we have the second best odds. No, to me that 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 is not worth it. I, I w- um, but I would say, McKelly, that like I think that every bad team is is doing this today. I think the Pistons are sitting here saying like, man, it was a bad season, but we've got Cade and we've got Sadiq Bay who had a great season, and we're ahead because we've got a number one guy and no one else does. I think Houston's sitting there saying. Jalen Green has absolutely started to come into his own at the end of the season. He's had like, I think it's six games with 30 points or more. 
Like, what a stud. I'm so glad mm-hmm. that we got him second in the draft. Uh, you know, Shangun has been better than I thought he would be. Like, what an incredible season. We still have great odds. I think Orlando can say, like, wow, Mo Wagner at eight. Like, yeah. what a steal for us. Like, let's see with Jalen Suggs. And we still have great odds. I, I don't think that Oklahoma City is unique to any of those in that they, mm-hmm. I think everybody has players that they like. And I think that, like, the Pistons believe that they are building a culture too. I, I, I know this for a fact that they believe the same thing. And they have been in a ton of close games down the stretch. Like, they yeah. have been competing in almost every game that they played with or without their with or without Cade and they feel the same way. So to me, it's hard because I feel like the story, like you can write whatever story, like every team can write the same story of Mm -hmm. we're in the bottom four. I love the odds we got. I love the guys we have. This is awesome. Like I don't, the only team that I think you could make the case for that they're a little bit more directionless is Orlando where, cause I don't, Mm -hmm think that they have anything close to number one guy like Oklahoma City has Shea Detroit has Cade and Houston has um, Jalen Green I don't know why I blanked on his name for a second uh, I think everybody can feel good about those guys mm-hmm. fact fact is that everybody needs to get one of one of the best guys in this draft all of those teams exactly need to get one of the best guys in this draft. I completely agree. But the point is that especially in this draft, which is, I mean, it was top three at the beginning, now is top four. um, And and maybe we will get to like another guy. Even even last year, Mm -hmm. uh, it was clearly two, three guys. Um, at a certain point, it was two, three guys, then Suggs, then Barnes, and then the others. Yeah, they're calling so, it a five-player draft at one point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. Um, with Barnes being, hey, if we get Barnes, we are happy, mm-hmm. but we much rather be at the beginning of the draft. Well, Barnes right was seen as at this point last year. Barnes was seen as the sixth guy because it yeah. was Kaminga behind Kaminga as yes. the fifth guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the point is, the first five guys or the first. Three guys were very, very, very good. And mm-hmm. then you had a, a, a small step. Right now, it seems to me, and then I, I have to start watching, and I will um, in the next few days, that it's clearly top four mm-hmm. and then the others. So to me, it's, hey, you position yourself in a slightly worse spot than Houston, Detroit, and, and, and Orlando. Mm-hmm. With, again, having the most competitive roster among the three. So to me, they had a great season, thinking wise. And, and and on top of that, on top of getting where you wanted to be, you got the development stuff. So um, again, I think that the roster of OKC was, if they played enough guys, they would have been probably better than the Lakers and closer to the plane than people realize. I am. You know, I said it at the beginning of the season. That was uh, you think they my win take 10 on the more games? Yeah. 10 is a lot. I know. 10 is a lot. I don't know. I'm, I know. I don't know that I can get there, but. Say, I said, how many wins the, the Lakers have? 33. 32 to 33. 33. Yeah. So it's 
Yeah, around the Lakers. Yeah. I mean, the version of the team with Shea, um, <clears throat> Mike, and Kenrich was a good NBA team, period. Not just, it was a good team. And, and they played for a very limited amount of minutes. Mm -hmm. So, you know, uh, again, all in all, I, I really think that the most important thing is to be lucky there. The fact that you, f uh, that you go from four to seven instead of four to five, yes, that matters. Five is better than seven, mm -hmm. but, but it's not that. The point is you have to win the lottery. You really have to be thrown uh, and, to, and to get your number called. That is the most important thing. And again, OKC has 48% chances to, to get that. Um, best teams, 52. So it's, mm -hmm. it's not nothing, but it's, it's not 25 against 10, something yeah. like that. It's, it's very close. And, um, and yeah, anything can happen. I mean, they, they can slide, they can go to six, they can go to seven, and they will have to, to hit another kind of lottery in selecting the best player there, which might end up being very good. Uh, but I agree. I mean, the point now is having a little bit of luck. Everyone needs luck now. Um, yeah, you, you got I mean, they've got to have luck. It, it, would, it would be very bad if they did this twice, two years in a row, where you're in April, March, April, and there are fans that are like just flat, like checking out, just like why, like I don't want to watch this. Um, why are they doing this? This is ridiculous. This is not what I want my team to do. I'd rather than put the the full team out there and like compete, you know, yada yada. And and you do that two years in a row, and are gonna go for a third probably and you're after year two you have two picks outside the top five i think that it's one it's just not the optics aren't good and then the odds that you're playing with at that point with regards to the kind of players that you can get are not good and is there another giddy type of player in the six to eight range I don't know. I haven't watched. I haven't watched enough of those guys yet to be able to say like, "Oh, I really love them." Like anybody hanging on to the Shaden Sharp thing, and Shaden Sharp may work out. One, he hasn't declared <laughs> for the draft yet. Yeah. Um, and two, like the high school tape of anybody, Newsflash is going to look freaking awesome. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah. No. It's again. But 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 the point is. Suppose that that happens, that um, OKC doesn't get another top four pick. Yeah, they had great odds last season to be in the top five. They were unlucky. Right now, yeah, that they need they a little bit of luck in order to get there because forty-eight point four percent is still unlikely, <laughs> not probable. Um, but they have, I think, way more than fifty percent to get between one and five again. So, I mean. Luck is luck. You can't control it. You, you mm -hmm. just can't put yourself in the best. But they are not in the best position, but they are very close to it. And so it's um, if they get to six, if they get to seven, and they have an amazing draft, it can be the same result. I know that it's it's not where anyone wants to be because they want to be able to be to pick the the best guy. Mm -hmm. uh, they want to be number one because they can choose uh, mm -hmm. which one of the best player in this class they can pick. But um, you know, again, I, I don't think, 
I never thought during this season that whatever OKC was doing was uh, was bad uh, or was not organized. They, yeah, I mean they're took organized. Away, I just, I just step don't. by step, all the pieces that they could. Yeah, step by step, slowly. Yeah, I mean, imagine if they started the season like starting the Akite for the entire season, mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. or playing Kalatsakis for the entire season instead mm-hmm. of. Letting Trey Mann cook for a game. Mm-hmm. I mean, Trey Mann game at Madison Square Garden is the re- is the difference between them being a yeah, coin, coin flip away from the third pick mm-hmm. and number four pick. Yeah, do you I, want to take to take it away? <laughs> I don't. The logo shot from from Shea against the Lakers. Yes, yeah. you always remember Portland, but against Portland they did everything they could twice. Yeah, they got two wins. Yeah, against Phoenix they did everything they could. And they lost the, the well, games they that you should take everything away. Everything they could. We obviously have saw that they couldn't. That they didn't do everything they could. Like they they of showed in the last did. two weeks that they could do everything they could. They showed yeah, us that I there know, was but... more. They sh- I mean they they. I mean, that's not everything they could. They were they were a few yeah, levers from anybody. doing everything they could. Yeah, most than anybody. Close to Portland. Um, the point is the wins that you can take away. Are those ones like mm-hmm. he could have said to 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 Man and Giddy, hey, no, now we're all Krejci and Pokushevsky against the Knicks, yeah. or those are the things. I mean, you could have stopped Isaiah Robbie in Denver, but you, what is this? Is this something that you want? That when your team, a young team, is going against, uh, is in a either historical place or going against a very good team mm-hmm. and they are succeeding. Mm-hmm. You want to take that away from them? If you do that, then you're going to lose. But I don't think that they want to do that. They could have. Yeah. As much as they said Lindy Waters after three trees in a row, two trees in a row, they could they have did. said Trey Mann or Shea or whoever. <laughs> they didn't. Yeah. I mean, obviously things changed over the last two weeks with the way that they were handling that, handling everything. You know, and do I wish they had more losses? Yeah, I do. Um, You look at their net rating from October to January. They're 27th in net rating, negative 7.2 net rating. Yeah. Um, Like they're just like, they're not a good team. I I just, I kind of push back on the thought and I had this come into my Twitter mentions a lot that, the Thunder could be the team in the play-in. Like, I just... That net rating is in line with Houston and Detroit and Orlando through the first several months of the season when they did play Shea and Dort and Giddy and Mike Muscala and Kenrich. Yeah, but the starting unit was terrible. That starting unit... I know, but I'm saying, sense. like, they still were losing games and they were still yeah, had but- a horrific net rating. Yeah, they were. They the, the beginning of the season was, I think, strategic in order to play all the guys and not winning. That was mm-hmm. that was very good. But again, to me, like start Mike, and you have a very different result. It's possible they they still did a pretty good job of losing games, and then you look at January to March on the net rating. Like, there's not like a 
Like they had a good defense at times, or they had a good defensive rating at times. Mm-hmm. You know, you look at January to March, negative seven point seven net rating, twenty eighth worst net rating. Like you look at those two big chunks of the season, both different. In that, like you miss Shea for a lot of this chunk, you miss Giddy for a lot of this chunk, and still, like you have about this according to the offensive and defensive. Uh, ratings like you still have about the same caliber of team like you're just not a good team yet and that's okay like young teams are not supposed to be good young teams are not supposed to have good net ratings you're not supposed Mm -hmm. to be there yet the thunder aren't supposed to be there yet i don't know that they're going to be there next year either i'm and i'm i feel like the the island of people that believe that they're not going to be good next year is dwindling (laughs) that a lot Mm -hmm. of people think they're going to be better next year and maybe they are uh, the the evidence is more the eye test to me than it is um, anything else. Like you just kind of feel like they're going to be better, but you also I don't think it's a feeling for me. I feel like you also look around though, and like some of these teams that are in the playing range this season are mm-hmm. going to get better. Like the Clippers, if they're ha- if they're healthy, they're going to be a lot better. There were this yeah. year. Same for New Orleans. I think San Antonio could take a leap next year too. Uh, never, oh, never I'm trust Sacramento. Team. Portland will take a leap. Like there, there are teams that are going to get better too. Yeah, I, I'm not under the impression that they will be in the playing next year. Yeah, I'm just saying next that year, there's a lot of people that are. That, yeah, that, maybe that believe that that's next where they're year. Be. Maybe one where they are in the same position as the Lakers now. Mm-hmm. They'll have the one of the bottom eight, bottom ten records. Yeah, which gives them odds, not great odds, to be again in the in the high in the lottery. And um, but you I mean you said that it's more on the eye test. I don't quite think so. Yeah. I think that there are lineups data, which I know some says that they are noisy. They are. Yeah, they really are because you never you you. All I'm saying is I just don't think that they're ready to be a good team yet. That's all I'm saying. Which which I believe, uh, but the 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 thing that I I think is true is that a they won a lot game a lot more games than the net rating suggests because they are they have a very good closer mm-hmm. in Shaggy Gilzer there, sure. and this is this will lead to more games, mm-hmm. um, like. Like it did with Chris Paul, mm-hmm. the native rating of that team was not in par with the results. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, for this entire season, they never played functional lineups. Mm-hmm. Like they always played Shea with the worst shooters. They always put um, weird lineups together. There was the Diakite moment that 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 made no sense, and yet he played a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that they tanked season that way like take player uh, take a good player and put them around horrible players and see mm-hmm. what and see how, how it goes I don't disagree with that if, I I would say if you're under the impression that they're gonna not do that again next year I would I would certainly start to uh, think about changing your tune 
Yeah, but suppose that they they are lucky enough uh, or unlucky. Let's say unlucky, and they end up drafting Keegan Murray because where they are, oh, it's he's the best player. Yeah, boy. Um, then you start the season and you clearly start him because come on, like what do you do? You don't start him? Yes, you do. Mm-hmm. Um, and and suppose that Dort starts to take corner trees only. That may be the difference between winning twenty four and thirty two. It's possible. Just having two good enough shooters to put around Shea. Mm-hmm. Because if Shea is the, the version that we saw at the end of the season, and Giddy is in par with what he was, I don't think that this this team will, will win again below 30. Does that mean that they are good? No, but it means that if, you, if they want to play functional units, they can and they will be good at doing that. I feel a bet coming on toward uh, August, September between you and me. I feel I feel like a thirty a thirty win threshold bet coming at us. You 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 get out for a second. Oh, or maybe I get out for a second. Yeah, I was just saying I feel a bet coming on between you and me on the thirty oh, yeah. on the thirty win thing. You know, you know how bets go between you and me. <laughs> I do. I'm ready. I'm ready. Yeah, I mean, you look at cleaning the glass and you have Josh, Shay, Kenrich, and Mike. Let's throw Dort in there too, just for the fun of it. Um, and see what they were on the season together. That, oh, they played that probably lineup, six or seven minutes together. That lineup played 38 possessions together mm-hmm. and were a plus 37. I don't know what game that was. I'd like to know what game that was. T- take away, just just focus on Mike, Kenrich, and Shea. Mike, Kenrich, and Shea. No Giddy. Mm-hmm. No Dort. No, no Giddy. Goodbye, Giddy. Goodbye, Dort. Um... Plus 18.9 and 254 possessions. The best lineup was the one I just said. The second best, Shea, Dort, Kenrich, Bays, Muskie. The third most played lineup was Shea, Ty Jerome, Dort, Kenrich, Muscala, minus 6.7. Fourth, these are just, they're all such small samples. Yeah, yeah, but yes, take just Shea, Shea and Mike. Shane, Mike. Mm-hmm. Goodbye, Ken Rich. You kind of forget about Ken Rich and Mike a little bit, you know, that they're just people around here. Haven't seen them in so long. Uh, plus four on the season. I expected better. What about just oh, that's a, Ken That's Rich. a huge sample, though. Ken Rich and Shay. Yeah, it's a nice sample. Um. Yeah, and that that to me is um, this is like this is but this was like where that's the, what I have him. This is where uh, Shay and Kenrich together plus eleven point six. Uh, this is where the levers conversation came from, though. Was that we understood? Yeah. That you put competent players with Shay, like stuff's gonna happen, and it was like, all right, we know, we've got it, we get it. This is. This is we understand the concept here. 
pull the levers, like get them out of here because we need guys that are going to be here in five years. Like is Kenrich Williams going to be on the Thunder in five years? Maybe. Is Michael Scala playing in the NBA in five years? Probably not. Um, but we want to be like ultimately very competitive in five years. And with guys like Shea and Giddy and whoever we can get in this draft. And if you're picking ninth or you're picking seventh, uh, you're putting yourself behind even a bigger eight ball. I don't know if the eight ball gets worse as it gets bigger, but maybe it does. Um, it's just gets worse for you. And if, and, and not to say that if you get the third pick in the draft, like you're golden and everything's going to be awesome. Like look at Orlando and they got our guy, Jalen Suggs, who did not have a good rookie season. He was one of the worst high volume shooters in the league this year. I think I think there's a stat that says that he was a, the worst high volume shooter in the NBA this year. Like that's not great. Can he get better? I still believe that he can be a good player in the NBA. But that's not when you look around at the rookie class, you're kind of like, "Oh, crap. I can't believe we got this guy." Like Josh Giddy would look a lot better in a Magic jersey this year and you'd feel a lot better about the Magic right now if they had Josh Giddy and Franz Wagner than Suggs and Franz Wagner. And if you're the Thunder, you feel a whole heck of a lot worse if you have Suggs instead of Giddy. So there's no science to this. There's no, like, it's all still so up in the air. However, the history of the league says picking in the top five is what helps you jump the middle of anything else. Yeah, but... Picking in the top five helps you jump the middle. Helps you, yes, among many other things. Um, I mean, the players are the are the make. biggest thing. No one, no one jumped to a championship on culture alone. Like you've got to have the players. You've got to have the top level players. Yes, but yeah, but you you don't need the number one player to do so. I agree with that. That's, however. Having the number one like guy. Take take the last few championships. But I'm saying take don't even t- don't even take a. Uh oh, we're having trouble with the streamyard today. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. When it's time for me to find a job, I went right to LinkedIn Jobs. They helped me find the right employer, and it was, man, very, very easy process. LinkedIn isn't just a job board. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. LinkedIn knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and might not have the time or resources to hire. LinkedIn is constantly finding ways to make the process easier. They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. 2.5 million small businesses use LinkedIn for hiring. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash dunk. That's linkedin.com slash dunk to post your job for free. 
Terms and conditions apply. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Oh, it's Andrew that is froze. Okay, I thought it was me. Um, well, then I can keep talking and entertain you guys. Um, oh, then now it's just me. Fantastic. This is not going great. Okay, uh, so while Andrew returns, let's uh, take questions from the chat. Um, Tots, uh, S I x star let me see toxin voters not voting giddy or green for rookie first team um a little bit of a recency bias and allow like um games played i think that um that, that is the case this question was from six i x five five star something like that um so uh, to me giddy was one of the best rookie periods if you if you want to to to, to put alvarado there or uh, or others fine uh i don't i don't i don't particularly agree with that uh then white black mickey mikey talk us uh talk to us about the future of poku well i wish i knew uh what happened with po what happens with poku next year i think that he may be the catalyst from uh being a normal team to be a very good team um I think he makes sense in a team with Shea Gilgis Alexander and Giddy, especially if he's not tasked to be the guy who handles the ball a gazillion times per game. Um, Alex Bowlerjack, why so big on Vit? Uh, I'm not so big on Vit. I'm just curious to see if he's a good enough shooter. The last few games have been rough for him. Um, so it's... Um, I'm I'm entertained when he plays with good players around him. He seems like a high IQ kind of guy. Turbo Tastic. Andrew's point. KD LeBron, Miki's point, Giannis Curry Kawhi. Um yeah, kind of. I, I I think that culture and coaches and uh development is actually important. I mean, yes, it's very unlikely the team drafts as uh Golden State, uh, but um there are other teams like Milwaukee, like the Raptors, like others. You maybe Denver will win, uh, will win the championship. Um, maybe Phoenix will win the championship. And trust me, it's not Aiden that is putting there over the middle. Yes, it's nice to have Aiden, but it's Booker. So it's to me, it's not kind of like um, necessarily uh, true that you need to have the first one, the first one pick. Let me just text to Andrew that I'm still here. Um, see here going solo. This is great podcasting. Uh, okay. Uh, Tom O'Malley. Player year. Peak Bam 17, 14 Sabonis. I, I don't know what you're saying. But anyway. Um, player year peak. Bam. Uh, 17 pick in uh, in 2014. No, it doesn't doesn't seem right. 
I don't know how to read this, Tom. I'm sorry. Um, anyway, there are plenty of good players. Uh, Sabonis, Booker, Halliburton, Shea, and uh, guys like that. Thoughts on Moody? I have watched solely the local state. So, no. Sorry, Tommaso. Uh, I don't have any good thoughts about Moody. I uh, plan to catch up with a few of the young guys uh, in the future. Uh, Nathan Creamer. This is the most disjointed I have seen Andrew and Mickey on a subject before. Loving it. <laughs> now we fight on we fight on uh, on some stuff. I know that me and Andrew are um, are like we we think basketball in a in a very similar way. I, I just think that um, it's either you will complain by the fact that you either the drop is important for you or it's not. And if it's not, which for me, it's it's really not, because the the, the difference in this draft from five to eight it's negligible, uh, I think, and more in most draft is actually not that great. Uh, then, then OKC is really close to the best in terms of odds, so that's why I'm not worrying uh, about any of this. If they are unlucky, hey, it happens. I mean, uh, it really happens that sometimes uh, luck goes against you, and if they are lucky. They still have to be good. Uh, it's the most important thing when you don't have a clear-cut number one is to be great at drafting. And there are only a few years where you have Ja and, and Zion. And, and, and hey, uh, the, the year with Luca, the year with LeBron. I mean, there, there are those years where there is a clear-cut number one guy. In the other years, um, the fact that uh, he, like there is a lot of concentration of picks in top five that are great it's not that it that was the mock draft at the beginning like it's it's a little bit more complicated than that um so yeah we kind of disagree a bit james anderson hey i'm look, back look who's here i'm back i don't know my internet went out um well we were back. having fun without you so yeah so are you just yeah, bad mouthing me just talking about, about how wrong i was about everything no, I was just answering <laughs> Nathan Creamer's question about uh, me and uh, you and me disagreeing mm -hmm. for the first time. It's not the first time. What? Do, what? I, let's establish like it's exactly what we disagree on, because I don't know that I fully understand what we what we disagree on. I, I don't. Sense. I don't know uh, either. I think that um, the most important thing we disagree on is that I don't care about the that you you can't drop after five, six, seven, eight. I don't really care about that. I mean, to me, it's not. If you're, it's less important than many other things. I don't know, man. Like developing guys, like playing. I, I would Shea. rather give. I'd rather give Sam more choices than less choices. Yeah, but come on. What do you mean? Come I mean, on! Like, don't don't act on, like that. If if the Thunder didn't who have Giddy in this draft and they have somebody else, if they're seventh, like I don't think they would take Kaminga. There is a universe where OKC drafts Mo Wagner, who's there, and he is the best in this class. Sorry, you don't Franz. want Mo Wagner. You don't. No, not, no, you, you don't, don't want to draft him. He's not going to help you. Franz Wagner would have fit this roster better than Giddy. Yeah, but he's not as he doesn't have as high a ceiling. You don't know. He if he drops 22, 23 per game on forty percent three point shooting. I don't know, man. On a, I just don't see him as a linchpin of an offense. Like, I don't know what he does great. He is solid. He can be Chris Middleton. I don't know that he can be that. Chris Middleton is oh, yeah. freaking awesome. Like, I don't know that right Franz now. Is, that, is that good. 
France is good defensively. He can shoot the three, and that's it. That's yeah, what he's a he is France is nine. a better fit next to them, but like Giddy has an elite elite skill. Where I know where I don't know that Franz has the elite skill. Like he's good. He's good yeah, at a lot true. of things. He can still be a borderline all-star talent, which is perfectly fine to draft at, at eight. Giddy, I don't think that Giddy can succeed equally in any team. Franz Wagner can be great in most of the teams. Yeah. Giddy's ceiling is he's good for at, sure higher. He's good at lots of things. Franz Wagner floor is way higher than Giddy's. And Giddy's got a pretty high floor. I don't know that it's way higher. I don't know that I agree yeah. with that. I don't know that I agree with that. I'm not. No, Let's no, say I'm a bit you. higher. I think that, that, that you can put Franz Wagner in 30 teams, and he will be flawless. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, he shoots. He's big and he shoots the three. Like that's. But that. Exactly. Do, but that doesn't. That doesn't make or break a franchise. There's lots of guys in the league that you could put on 30 teams and they're going to be successful. But it doesn't mean that they're going to make or break your franchise. You know. Like he's more of the Mikhail Bridges of the Suns, which is great. Like you got to have him. The Suns aren't anywhere close to what they are today without him. But Mikhail Bridges isn't the reason that they became the Suns. The reason they became the Suns is Chris Paul and Booker. And I think that Giddy has a better chance exactly. of being not the number one pick. One of those guys, you know. Yeah, not the number one pick. I get that. There's tons of examples, but. The thing is, you can't be like, you know what? Let's be the Suns. And and the Thunder obviously don't think this way. Because if they did think this way, they would have just said, if you're healthy, you're playing. And you're going to play, we're going to play a regular rotation the rest of the oh, season. Oh, no, 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 don't because, get me wrong. No, because no, they would have no, said, we, like, we could look, look where they got Booker, look where they got Mitchell. Look, the, the, You can't no, use no. those as examples of a way to build a team. That is, that is, that is BS. That is complete BS. You want to be there, but it's not enough. And to me, the the way in which they tested things this season and tried to develop is equally important. Not mm-hmm. to not to get disgruntled veterans that can kill years of development uh, of your young, play, young players. That is not some. That is something that leads you to less wins. And no. That is not something that they did. So to me, there are things where you can choose to keep Kemba Walker and try to play and say, yeah, go ahead, do whatever. Yeah. And they didn't. Say, no. But, but that's also like... No, no, that's important, Andrew. That is... But that's that disregarding really the actual situation, though. It's disregarding the actual... It's it's like when people come back and say, like, well, they should have just kept Chris Paul. Well, this the situation at hand with everybody involved was not going to allow Chris Paul to stay. The situation at hand involved with Kimba Walker was not going to allow him to stay either. You know what I mean? So it's not it's not like those situations were I mean I Kimba Walker was not going to play for the Thunder. Like it just wasn't going to happen. So yeah, maybe Maybe, maybe I mean that that can be that can be true. Uh, what I'm saying is, there are teams that get veterans, uh, try to glue in a few team, a few players, just to just to 
roll the season over. That is not what the Thunder are going to do. Yeah. Um, and that is different. That to me is very different and very important because you you really need to establish something. You really need to to establish some sort of way of playing basketball in OKC that yeah. I think has equal like like the reason why they won against Phoenix is because they played hard. Mm-hmm. Because even if Phoenix shots 14%, they should have been able to beat OKC. Mm-hmm. And yet they played hard. Yeah. I, and that I, is the difference. Yeah, I'm not doubting. I mean, if the, you look five seconds of Dwight Howard. Yeah. One, Dwight's not going to play in Oklahoma yeah, City. That, Number, is, that, no. is, that is how you lose. Yeah. Well, I, like I, 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 veterans I get what you're saying. saying. I get what you're saying. Because like the Thunder are very interested yeah. in having high character people here. And people that are interested yeah. in staying here. People that are invested in not only the team but in the community. I mean, there's is there's no like Mike Muscal and Kenrich Williams aren't here by accident, and they didn't they didn't keep them at the trade deadline because they didn't have any trade offers for them. They kept them because they do believe in the culture stuff. That they do believe that those two in particular are good examples of people that can help these young guys and they don't they don't want any part of the guys that won't like the reason that the thunder even last season before Kelly before the season like Kelly Oubre Kelly Oubre was not putting on a thunder uniform no matter what period the end he was not going to play for the thunder uh James Johnson James Johnson wasn't going to put on a Thunder uniform no matter what. Those guys weren't going to play for the Thunder. The people that they are, really, it really does matter quite a bit to them. Um, I guess I'm cutting out. Am I still cutting out? I don't know why this is so disastrous. Um, anyhow... Yeah, I mean the kind of the kinds of people matter. And I mean we can go and and yeah. look at we can look at everything that's happened. Like there's been a lot of positive things to happen to the Thunder team even though they haven't gotten lucky. The fact that Shea has developed to the player that he has has been yeah. tr- tremendous. Like he is closer to a number 1 guy today than I thought he was going to be. That's huge win for the Thunder. Bringing in yeah. Josh Giddy, and like that's that's a that's a huge deal that he en- ended up working out. Still, the second thanks everybody. Um, I guess I'm only cutting out for you. Everybody says they can hear me just fine, so I guess that's good. Um, Josh, being the cal- caliber of player that he is in a, ro- in a rookie season, where he's the second youngest guy in the league, like that's tremendous. Like the guy's not 20 yet. Like we have to remember how young he is and how long of a runway he has Trey Mann in the middle of the first round to get a player that just can create the space alone and then has been able to deliver these supernova quarters really just the second quarter where he did it multiple times where he's scoring 20 plus points in a quarter like okay wow that's a weapon that's incredible great bank that and still, like we haven't talk, even mentioned Lou Dort, who had a really nice beginning of the season, ended up getting hurt. 
missing a majority of over the under season. one game more for the, for Ludot with the Thunder. Over. <laughs> you hater. Um, <laughs> I just think there is a non-zero chance <laughs> that he uh, he's he's gone in, on draft night. Yeah, that. I I I don't I don't have a good feel for that right now. To be clear, um, you, you don't have a feel like, like you don't feel that is happening, or you just don't know. I don't know. I just don't know. It's certainly possible. I mean, when you look at the history of Sam Presti and the way that he's done his business, like could he be dealt? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, definitely he could be dealt. Um, but another good player. Yeah, you know, you have three first round picks in this draft, you know, and let's say you do get lucky. Like you don't have to trade him. Like you keep him, like you stack the talent and then maybe you, you know, combine him with somebody else and get something else for later. You know, it doesn't have to be this year. You can try to figure it out and, you know, don't underestimate just like having a like success story that you unearthed at the end of draft night where you bring this undrafted guy in and he's become like a real player in the league. Like, yeah. I don't think you can under- underestimate like the kind of story that is like to keep for your franchise as you continue to grow. So not to say that like, that's the reason you keep him, but it's, it is like an, an added little bonus, a little feather in the cap of the Thunder organization to have him. And then you look at everybody else. Like I still don't know what to do with Poku. Uh, today, I've seen him for two seasons. Uh, he's still captivating and strange and great. And we just, I just don't even know what to say about his future today. Uh, I need more. I need to see more for us to get there with him. And then you've just got a bunch of projects. Like, Baisley became a pretty decent defender, you know. And is he going to develop offensively? I don't know. Uh, that's kind of important, but at least he took steps defensively. Like, there's a lot of positive things, and the fact that they're going to have four picks in like the top 34 or whatever it is, like, great, great. You, you, the Thunder have positioned themselves with a solid base going into draft number two. Like, that's where we have to yep. also be. Is like this is draft number two, but also if you want to be the team that jumps the middle, if you want to be the team that competes at a super high level, the best chance to do that is to land yourself in the top five. And if they don't, um, you're a, the battle is so much more difficult. You know, the Thunder last go around, they got picks, three picks in the top five, and they it just felt like they glided into the conference finals eventually. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that, that, that was... Uh unsustainable <laughs> that is an unsustainable way to 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 draft yeah but if you two, but, three, but if you get one of those type of guys because like no and kevin durant is the exception and you need the kevin durant certainly yeah that's that's the point though like even if you draft and this is probably an hyperbole mm-hmm. uh take harden westbrook yeah and keep them here for 10 years with ibaka with Pick also good players around them. There is almost zero chance that they win a title. I don't, um, I don't know. I don't know that I'm with you. It's on very that. slim. Uh, I'm just had, just like t- just time out for a second because like, they look, had chances with better players around them. I'm not saying I'm not going to talk about Oklahoma City. I'm going to talk about Houston. 
Like Houston, yeah. they still lost. They still lost, but they got close. And they were yes. up against an all-time team. An yes. all-time team. And but all you want to do is be in that upper tier and give yourself a chance. Like that's like that's the yeah, goal. No, that, that, and they that, competed that, that I... they competed for a long time with just James. And they made trades to get the other guys. And the Thunder have the assets to get the other guys. But part of my point yeah. is that if you could draft, like I don't think there's Kevin Durant in this draft. There might be in the next one. But in this one, there's not. But let's say there is a, Cal- a Russell Westbrook or James Harden caliber of player in this draft. You add that kind of player to this team where you already have a Shea and a Giddy. Because Houston didn't have that. Houston had James and a really good general manager. Yeah. And, and they made it and they figured out a way for it to work. The Thunder have already got. Shay, who's is in my mind like a young James Harden in a lot of ways. Yeah. And then if you can add a big man who could be the caliber of that that kind of player, which is where which is why you want to draft in the top five, okay, then you're like really cooking with something. Like Yeah. Yes. Yes. It it, it is the odds of drafting a good complement for Shay in top four are higher. Much higher in the top four. In general, um, and that I agree. You know, I, I like the numbers. I mean, mm-hmm. the the odds says as much. Mm-hmm. You need to be there. Um, yeah, and I mean, you have the, to acknowledge. The, the odds, yeah, and I'm I'm just telling you, like I do acknowledge that there are a lot of there are a lot of things. There's a lot of things going on at once. Like the Thunder are doing a hundred things at once. It's not yeah. only about the draft pick. Um, no. It's not only about, I mean, it's about the draft pick. It's about player development. It's about the development of Mark Degnault. Like, is Mark Degnault exactly. getting the right resources for him to become a better coach? Because we sure want him to be the, co- the next coach of the Thunder. How are we making him a better coach? How are we making the... I mean, at all times, the Thunder are thinking, "How can we make blank better?" Like that. Yeah, how we can find marginal value anywhere. Yeah, and that is that is what that is the thing, and that is why all the time. Yeah, I really think that um, if you look at the past championships, you either have LeBron James, Mm -hmm. which which is one of a kind, Uh, like Tim Duncan was one of a kind. Yep. There are not many players like that. Yeah. Uh, so you even if you draft a good number one guy, mm-hmm. Carl Towns is a good number one guy. Yeah. Um, John is a good number two guy. It might not be enough to draft guys like that and winning a championship. Yeah, the like true generational guys Ben Simmons guys was a good number around. one pick. All, yeah, the true generational guys only come around every once in a blue moon. Exactly. So... If even if they draft, they they get number one this season, mm-hmm. so it's it's likely that, that this is better than drafting number five, but it's unlikely that either will lead to a championship by themselves. Mm-hmm. They had to find something else, and that something else may be hey, we are the Grizz, Jai is great, but we are awesome without him, and he is the icing on the cake. Yeah. This is the guy that that making us jumping. 
So until the, the OKC builds something like that alongside Shea with a few great players, we say, ah, they are not good enough. Because Memphis is absolutely good enough. Uh, is it good enough to beat uh, a good LeBron team? No. Guess what? There is no good LeBron team right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, are they enough to beat Yanis? Probably not. Probably not. Um, but they are good enough to scare them. And, and again, last year we were saying Shea might be better than Ja right now. Or at least... The, so yeah. to me is, hey, let's take one step at a time. I, I, I know that drafting a top four, it's important. But let's face this. Let's, let's face it. In next year draft, the chances of drafting an all-timer are very low. Yeah. Very low. And the distance between five and eight is even lower than in a, natural, in a traditional draft. Mm-hmm. So let's take it easy and trust Sam that, yes, we want, that, we want him to have the most chances, but it's something else needs to happen. Yeah. No matter what OKC does in the draft. And to me, OKC is working towards that something else. And, yeah. Uh, it, would, and I, we've seen glimpses of that. Yeah, we've seen them trying a million com- a million combination alongside Shea. Mm-hmm. Let's try him with a big man. Let's try him with uh, two long guys. Let's mm-hmm. try him with good defenders. Let's try him with with a shooter. And I think that the picture to me is clear. You need to get two, three shooters alongside Shea, and then you can put in off the bench guys that can defend. And that team, if you put pure shooters alongside Shea, mm-hmm. I'm not convinced that that is not a 35 win team next year. If you just put shooting alongside him. Yeah. I don't know that they will. <laughs> I think they're going to play your guy, Lou Dort, next to him next year. Is what I think Yeah, do. but it's going to, like, at some point. It's going to break through. And I don't think that they're under the impression that it won't. That's what, I mean, that's what happens. That's, I mean, that's how the league is designed, is that eventually every team is going to be pulled to the middle. Like every single yeah, team but- is going to get pulled there. I Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. If you're as obsessed with basketball as I am, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Hey guys, this is JJ Redick. Twice a week, I'm cooking up something special for basketball junkies on my podcast, The Old Man and the Three. I bring on guests in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, like Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, or Paulo Bencaro on his shooting workouts with Kevin Durant, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron when they were teammates in Miami. But it's not just about the player interviews. Every Monday, I break down the top three things happening around the NBA without the outlandish takes. Often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler, we dive deep into topics like rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? The Old Man of the Three is the only companion podcast you'll need during the playoffs this year. Be sure to listen to The Old Man of the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. I do think, here's the thing, like the Thunder look at Memphis and be like, great, like we want to be there. I also think that they look at Memphis and say, that's awesome. We need to be better than them. 
because that's the yes. team that we're competing with. So when you talk about like holding this team back this year and holding this team back, you know, next year, it's in an effort to look at Memphis and say, how do we not shoot for being Memphis? It's how do we shoot for beating Memphis? Yeah, but I, I, to me, there is a limit. Uh, there is a limit on trying to calculate everything because you also have to to let players blossom. Yeah, and it's it is a it is a balance that is going to, and it got awkward this year. It's going to be awkward next year too. I just have a hard time believing that no matter who they draft, number one, number seven, number six, I don't care where they draft. I have a hard time believing that they're going to be like, okay, we're done. I just don't, I just... When but what do you mean by we're done? They, they they may not do anything and just say, hey, let's try to play yeah. and let's see what we have. Because again... They'll do that for, for a period of next season. That will And what happen. if they do 10 and, two, 10 and 2 to start off? Because they are amazing. Do you pull them back? I don't think so. Even if they are 5 and 5, why are you pulling them back? Because even if you pull them back, odds are that you are not going to be bottom five. Yeah. And and this is like, this team has too many little flowers that are blossoming. And you, you try to go and say, yeah, yeah, but it's just in game. Yeah, yeah, I don't want to try that. But why? I mean, to me, they purposely tanked this season. Yeah. And yes, they were not able. I mean, they didn't know what they had in Giddy. They didn't know what they had in Trey May. Now mm-hmm. they know that they are good rookies. Mm-hmm. Just play the best lineups. Mm-hmm. Just play lineups that make sense together. Just enough of these non- four non-shooter plus Shea. Don't do that. Play 10 games the right way. 20 games the right way. If you are terrible, great. Give you Give yourself 20 games. If you are way above 500, you just go. If you're not, you say, hey, not good enough. We tried. If in 20 games you don't, you're not good by playing the best, then you're still in time to say, hey, let's go back and let's win 28 and get another good draft pick. You have time. Yeah. So, like to me, playing up until the All-Star game in like trying to mask tanking a little bit, like doing stuff like playing the Akita, but then I play Shea, that leads you in the same... Let, let's just start and focus for 20 games, and then we'll see. Because if Shea, Man, and Giddy find a way to be great together, I want to see that. You have so many assets to complement this if they are good enough. Mm-hmm. I just don't know that they're like, going to be good enough. I mean, I, I'm still just in the you, camp. That's the point. You don't know it. <laughs> but this season, we as soon as we saw lineups... Say, yeah, yeah, I would try that line. Oh, wow, it works. Let's try one that I'm sure it doesn't. Oh, yeah. see, it doesn't. It's not good enough. Of course it's not. Yeah. Of course it's not. It's, I, it's, I, like, I would, I'm still just trying to make sure that the, JRE. Yeah. Like, just, I would not play these three together ever. Yeah. I know. I'm just still, I mean, Sam gave us the expectation. Of a long rebuild. I know. Gave us the expectation of a long rebuild. This hasn't been a long rebuild. We're entering draft two. Sam is also the guy who said, 
prepare for a summer of internal development. You said that. That's true. So I'm not saying that this is... I think I mean, that he was know. prepared for that. I don't know that he thought Paul George was going to fall into his lap. Anyway. Um, <laughs> anyway, my point, the point is, I don't know. The, the thing that I know now mm-hmm. is that if you play enough with cleaning the glass lineups yeah. and you try to say, hey, let's see if this lineup that sounds good, it's actually good, it will be good. Yeah. And again... That to me is the story of decision. They saw something that worked and they put it away. It was almost like <laughs> 2015, 2016, when I remember vividly, they yeah. destroyed Memphis when they played it back at the five. They killed them. Mm-hmm. Billy said, okay, this has never happened. Yeah, we put will it away. Never run this unit again. Yeah, yeah. Up until the Golden State. Um, uh, play of series. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I know. Was... I know. I, I'm. There is no accident to how we've gotten to where we are, and I'm. And I do think that yeah, if you're going to play Kenrich and Mike and Giddy and Shea, and then you draft Paula Bunkero or whoever, you trade Dort and Baisley, you get shooters. <laughs> yes, I know where you're going. <laughs> I would. I would be very surprised if that was like the lineup that they gave. I th- I still think, and justifiably, I think that they still want to get as good a look at all their young guys, some of them non-shooters. Some of them can shoot. Trey Mann can shoot. Um, Just play Trey Mann with Gideon Shea and let me be happy for 30 games. <laughs> Just, just I just am trying cool. to make sure that you guard your heart just a little bit, McKelly. That's I know, I know. That's I, part I of will, this. That's part of this is I'm just trying to be a good friend to you. No, don't worry, don't worry. I can settle down on lower expectation yeah. as I go. That, but I mean, part of will sway me from the fact that I've seen the potential of this team. Yeah. As soon as the tree ball is starting start to go in, this team yeah. is very good. Yeah, that's why we got to wait for Grady Dick in uh, 2023 <laughs> to join this team. <laughs> Don't you just want a Thunder mm-hmm. that just says Dick on the back of it? Yeah, it's going to do. be amazing. I think you do. Yeah, he's... Uh, I mean, that that type of player... I don't. I haven't watched much of him at all. And so I can't like sit here and say he's going to be amazing. But a tall wing that can just flat out shoot, like Matherin. So <laughs> I don't. I'm, I'm like starting Matherin. to put positive thinking into my head. Don't do that. I also think that Johnny Davis will be better at, three, at the three ball just for seeing his free throw percentage on a box score. So I'm. Hey, Penny I'm would agree. This Penny, kind of mood. Penny loves him. Penny thinks that he could be the fourth best player in the draft. Okay. Then is exactly who the Thunder will draft with number three pick, and we'll be. <gasps> oh no! Yeah, Penny loves him, so yeah, it's is it was an interesting season. The Thunder have a foundation of players that I think are interesting. They have a coach that I think is really interesting too. Uh, it's a nice. Is it ideal? Is it is it Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook and Serge Ibaka start to a rebuild? No. But is it a really interesting team that has a lot of potential? Yeah. I think that there's 
I think that there's a lot to be excited about as a Thunder fan. And the plan, I, I still believe, is to continue to stack young talent from the draft this year and the year after. And then I think that you, to me, after the 23 draft is when you get like the true full evaluation of what exactly do we have here. And I think the Thunder did that after they took Harden and after they brought in Ibaka and they just played them. Like they just let it go and they were good. And then they were like, okay, we, what do we need to take the next step? We need a big. And then they made a trade for a big that was the right trade. And then they rescinded that trade. And then they made a trade for another big who was still pretty good, but still not the right pick, but he was good enough to make you decent or like good enough to make you a really good team. And like those are the kind of moves that to me that will happen within the evaluation of the 23 team. I don't think it's going to happen within the 22-23 team. I think that's the 23-24 team, just to be clear. Also, and we've talked about this, I've, I've said this enough times where if you haven't heard me say this, um, you're not, you're, maybe you're a new listener and welcome to the show. Um, the It's going to be about the CBA. There's going to be a new CBA yeah. in the summer of 23 that will be ratified. That I completely agree. And then the rule, that- they'll know what rules to play by and then... If there's nothing that could potentially screw everything up, great. Let's do it. Let's go. So that's, I think there's a lot of reasons why you want to wait. And to me, that's not the primary reason. It's one of them. The primary reason is that you want to stack more talent on top of this team so that you actually have a chance to compete for a championship. That's all. They could be a good team next year if they wanted to be. They could make three trades this summer to become a good team next year. They will be a good team without any trade. I smell a juicy bet coming our way. All right. Thanks so much for listening to our podcast. Uh, sorry about my internet issues, but thanks for, to McKelly for continuing the pod. Uh, it was a great season. It was, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the season. I enjoyed uh, being able to do podcasts three times a week. I was talking to somebody yesterday. They were like, How many times have I heard you? talk about this thunder team this season <laughs> we're trying to like total up like the number of hours and it was a stupid number of hours so if you've been with us through the whole journey we appreciate it very much um all right i hope you guys have a wonderful wonderful day and we will talk to you guys again on wednesday As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. 
Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. 